Entrepreneur on Fire 816. Get out of yourself, get out of your head, get out of your body, and really think about the other person. What are you waiting for? Tickets to a rocket ship? Visit freepodcastcourse.com and prepare to ignite. Focus on what you do best and let CallRuby handle your calls. Visit callruby.com slash fire and use promo code FIRE. In addition to your 14-day free trial, you'll receive 5% off plans plus free activation. Hiring? With ZipRecruiter, you can post to 50-plus job sites, including social networks like LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter, all with a single click. Post a free job at ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Boom! Shake the room, Fire Nation. John Lee Doom is here, and I am fired up to bring you our feature guest today, Dave Taylor. Dave, are you prepared to ignite? Oh, heck yeah. Yes. Dave is a lifelong entrepreneur, helped create the modern internet, has launched four startups, written 22 books, and is a single dad to three based in Boulder, Colorado. You know him as a person behind AskDaveTaylor.com, but he does a whole heck of a lot more. So Dave, I've given Fire Nation just a little insight. So share more about you personally and expand upon the biz. Okay, well, I have been juggling for longer than it's been trendy to be a juggler. And, (laughs) you know, the thing that I'm always trying to do is I'm trying to really embody the philosophy of help, of what can you do for others. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs make the mistake of from the get go saying, how do I make money? What do I do to like get, you know, part between you and the money in your wallet? And Uh, I think that in the modern world, it's a whole lot more effective to say, what do I need to do to help my community? And then once I've established that relationship, then we can talk about maybe you helping me a little bit too. So Dave, I love this theme that you've already created here. You know, that great Zig Ziglar quote that you can get anything you want in life if you help enough other people get what they want in life, you know, rings so true here. And That's kind of what we're going to be focusing on throughout your journey, you know, along with juggling, of course. But before we get into any of that, I know you have a success quote or a mantra for us. So take it away. Right. So I'm a big fan of former President John F. Kennedy. And I really, really like his quote of ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. And honestly, it gives me chills when I even say that, because I just think that's such a really great way to go through life. You know, whether you're in a church or whether you have a kid in Cub Scouts or something, it's what can you do to really make other people's lives better? Love that. And JFK, he resonates really well with me having served in the army for eight years. I mean, that's the kind of stuff that I love. And, and that's, you know, one reason why I decided to take that plunge and be an, an officer for eight years and do what I could for my country. And Dave, what I want to do now is focus on your journey, Dave Taylor's journey as an entrepreneur. And I mean, that journey's had a lot of successes. It's had a lot of epiphanies and aha moments, but it's been spotted with a few failures as well. And that's where we want to start. We want to start with one of those failures. And I want you to tell us that story, Dave. Take us to that moment in time. Okay. It was a dark and stormy (laughs) night. (laughs) No, it wasn't actually a dark and stormy night, but... um, I would say I've really had as many failures as successes. And I, you know, again, another one of those sort of cliches, but 
metal is forged in fire. Yeah. And, you know, you can't be a success if every single thing you do is turns to gold. You have to have failures because you have to learn to stand up and keep moving. And certainly as a parent, I look at other parents where they just don't let their kids fail. And that really comes back to be a problem when those kids become adults and they can't handle like one bad review at work or something. They right. just fall apart. Um, and so the story I want to share with everyone is the um, story of me not having great advice on my first startup. So first startup I did was called The Internet Mall, and we had a registered trademark. We owned the domain. Obviously, it was not a defendable trademark because now there's a zillion internet this, that, and the others. I mean, that's <laughs> not even trendy anymore. Um, but there I was, and I had my little startup and had two other founders and we had 10 employees. We had raised $1.4 million. We were in Silicon Valley. Everything was going great. So I get a call one day from Yahoo. And they say, hey, Dave, why don't you come over? We'd like to have a meeting with you guys to talk about what you're doing. And lacking actual <laughs> adult supervision, I actually turned around to my co-founder and I said, so Yahoo wants to have a meeting with us. Should we? And he said, oh, we're not really ready yet. I don't think we should do that. <laughs> and what do I do? I say, okay. And I call Yahoo back and I say, yeah, we're not really ready for the meeting. Can we just like, you know, postpone a couple of months? Total huge mistake. Mm. Because in fact, looking back at it now, I could see where they were probably looking to see if we would have been a good acquisition because we solved a problem they had. Right. And I just didn't know. And again, part of what I try to do as a sort of seasoned entrepreneur is to try to help ne you know younger neophyte zealous entrepreneurs that don't have wisdom understand that sometimes those really huge opportunities are not where you think they're going to be and again if you can just take a deep breath and stop worrying about where do I make the next million you might be surprised at what opportunities are out there so Dave, there's so much that I love that you're sharing here. And actually, one of your first stories that you started telling right here reminded me of when my brother-in-law was just in town this past weekend. And my little three-year-old niece is running around. She's eating food. She's dropping it on the ground, picking it up, eating it. I'm like, aren't you going to stop her from doing that? Like, that's kind of gross. And he's like... No, he's like I, you know, I kind of want her to uh, to be eating like germs and stuff. That's just going to make her more resilient when it comes time, you know, when flu season comes around in Maine, you know, which is freezing and notorious for that. And that's just, you know, like what you were sharing too is like if you don't kind of build yourself up for those failures, for those you don't kind of build resilience, you know, when that kind of slap in the face comes, it could really take you out for the counts. So don't be afraid, Fire Nation, of having those tough challenges that can make your steel harder. And Dave, what I really want you to do is break it down for us into just one takeaway, because you dropped a lot of value there. What do you want our listeners to really walk away with from that? Really, failure is the best way to put it in your life. Um, I think that the key takeaway there is Pay attention and take a breath occasionally and maybe look for more seasoned wisdom. I mean, my dad wasn't an entrepreneur, so I didn't have him as a convenient person to call and ask. But I knew other people. I had other people in my community at that moment that had I have just pulled them aside and said, here's the scenario. Here's what's going on. What's your take? And then pretty much all of them would have said, oh my God, have the meeting. <laughs> have the meeting. And that's the crazy thing too. I mean, Fire Nation, we are always trying to go a million miles an hour. And I love that Dave just says, hey, take a breath and look around for more seasoned wisdom. 
And Dave, let's now do a little bit of a shift. And this shift's going to take us to an aha moment, an epiphany that you've had at some point in your journey. And of course, there have been many, but tell us one story. Take us to one moment. Tell us that story. So um, one of the sites that I'm most well known for is Ask Dave Taylor. Right. And you, you know, thank you for already mentioning that. Yeah. And I'll tell you, that really came around because I was writing a lot of technical books back in, I don't know, the 90s or 2000s, whatever it was. And uh, the relationship was that I'd write a book and in the forward, I would put my email address and then people would buy this $20 book. I would get about a dollar of it because that's kind of how it works in publishing. <laughs> and then they would assume that we now have a long-term consulting relationship. So I got lots of email. And I was spending probably upwards of an hour a day answering questions from readers. And I loved that. I loved the sort of service aspect of it. And I loved giving back. And I loved seeing what's the actual pain that people are having. But it was also a really poor use of time in terms of me producing revenue. And my aha moment was, hey, could I create a filter that people had to go through that was, if you will, sorry for the buzzword, a knowledge base? Yeah. You know, so people could already see what had I already answered. And then based on that, then if they still had the question, then they could ask me. And then I'd only ever have to answer new questions and I'd never have duplication. Brilliant. So didn't quite work out that way, but it kind of did. And that really was the genesis of Ask Dave Taylor. And then it just started to grow in traffic. And then one somewhere along the way, uh, Joel Kahn, who I think you've had on the program. I have. Love him. Yeah. Joel turned around to me one day years ago when we go back a long ways. He said, Dave, there's this new thing from Google called AdSense. You should try it. And I was very skeptical, but he pushed me and I put it on my site. And within, I think, two months, I was paying my mortgage with ads on my website. And that was a real game changer. What I love that you're bringing up, Dave, is the reality of our most precious resource, and that's time. And as entrepreneurs, we all need to be thinking about ways that we can leverage our time and scale our knowledge. And that's exactly what AskDaveTaylor.com is. It's a way that we can leverage our time and scale our knowledge, and that's for you specifically, Dave, by not having to repeat the same question, the same answers to the same questions over and over again, and build up and set an incredibly valuable knowledge base. Because there's going to be a lot of people that are going to want the answer right away. And if they know they have to go to your site, ask the question, wait for a response. Otherwise, you know, you got known for, hey, AskDaveTiller.com probably already has the answer waiting for me. I'm just going to go there and find it. I mean, there lies the power. So that's my biggest takeaway is just really find ways to leverage your time, scale your knowledge. Dave, what do you want our listeners, Fire Nation, to walk away with? Well, I'm actually going to spin it slightly differently. Because, I mean, it's the same, same story or the same sort of journey. But, you know, one of the other epiphanous moments I had was realizing one day that if I was just selling my time, it was sort of a sucker's game because there's only a finite no- amount of it. And my goal is to work zero hours and get paid an infinite amount of money. Right. <laughs> right? I mean, I'm not going to attain that, but that's what I'm heading towards. Right. And so I just, I mean, literally it was a New Year's resolution. I didn't have a resolution to lose 10 pounds or get a haircut. I had a resolution to figure out how to reinvent my business to sell my knowledge, not my time. And that was, again, another really important moment in my journey as an entrepreneur. Sell my knowledge, not my time. I love that. 
And Dave, you are telling some pretty great stories here. And that's what makes Entrepreneur on Fire unique is we really focus on that story and what we can learn from it. So which moment in time would you consider to date your proudest entrepreneurial moment? Tell us that story. Well, I've had so many really wonderful experiences where I've gone to, for example, a trade show and had Matt Cuts from Google come up to me and say, oh, yeah, I love I love your website. (laughs) Um, But my proudest moment, um, probably and this might sound a little trite, but I think one of my proudest moments was when I got feedback from my dad and my mom on one of the first books that I had published where they were just so impressed that I had actually done something. <laughs> it was something they could point to, you know, point their friends to and say, this book that we just walked past in the bookstore is something our son did. And, you know, I, I think we all want to be adults. We all want to stand on our own two feet and create our own um, place in the world. But we all live as part of a family and a community too. And getting that positive approbation, that feedback was was big for me. And that was something that I think continues to resound. And it is resounding. I mean, when I left law school, the reason why it was so hard for me to to quit was because my father was a lawyer. He was so proud of the fact that I was maybe going to join him one day. And that was tough to really, you know, disappoint your family, your parents. And, you know, it was such a proud moment for me when they started to really recognize the success and the power of Entrepreneur on Fire that, you know, I don't, you know, you can't diminish that Fire Nation. That's always going to be there. And Dave, you currently have a lot of things going on right now. I know, I know you're trying to spend infinite time or zero amount of time getting infinite return as we all are, but you know, you're an active guy, but what is the one thing of all of those things that has you most fired up today? Well, the thing that I most enjoy, so I'm going to answer this in two parts. The thing that I most enjoy is I'm a film critic for sciencefiction.com and I go see a lot of movies and I really know a lot about that industry and that's just really fun. It's a very sort of fulfilling experience. And the way I sort of see that from an entrepreneurial perspective is that as entrepreneurs, we're really storytellers. We're really trying to figure out what's the story of our company, our product, our service. You know, you've done a brilliant job with that here, John. And, you you know, all of us as entrepreneurs to, to sell whatever it is you're trying to sell, you need to make a story out of it. And that's what makes a great film is a great story. So when I'm watching something like The Hobbit, my rationalization is I'm learning really good storytelling. <laughs> oh, my God. December 17th. I can't wait. It's tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I've already seen it. Just Don't so tell know. me. <laughs> but I, I do. I do hate you a little bit more right now. I will say. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, Dave, you said you had two parts. Was that the two part or do you have a second one? Um, actually, I'm afraid I forgot the second part. So we'll just roll with that as both parts. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And I cannot wait to see The Hobbit tomorrow. Um, when people are hearing this, The Hobbit will have been out for many weeks because this will be into January when this goes live. But tomorrow The Hobbit comes out. I am fired up for it. I've always, you know, that's actually one of my first memories as a young, young, young child was my father reading The Hobbit to me and just loving that story, getting lost in that and cool stuff. So I definitely love the path that you've taken, Dave, and I resonate with the enjoyment that you get out of that. And Dave, we are about to enter the lightning round. But before we do, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. 
Are you looking to grow your team, maximize your time, and start putting systems in place that will help you run your business most efficiently? I know firsthand that growing a team isn't easy, especially when everyone's seeking out the best candidates. With ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 50 plus job sites, including Craigslist and social networks like LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter, all with a single click. Find candidates in any city or industry nationwide. Just post once and watch your qualified candidates roll into ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. With an interface that's easy to use and that tracks all of your job posts and all of your candidates, you'll be growing your team in no time. Plus, it's easy to find your best candidates because ZipRecruiter.com will automatically highlight them for you. Try ZipRecruiter to find out why they've been used by over 200,000 businesses. Right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Again, try ZipRecruiter for free. You must go to ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Does the thought of missing one of your client or customer calls make you a little nervous? Being able to connect with your customers is integral to your success as a small business. If you can't show them you care, someone else will. But we all know being a small business owner is tough. You can't be everywhere and everything for everyone. That's where Ruby comes into play. Ruby is a team of virtual receptionists trained to make a difference in your day and set your business apart by providing excellent service to your clients and customers, allowing you to focus on what you do best. Exclusive offer, Fire Nation. Use promo code FIRE, and in addition to your 14-day free trial, you'll receive 5% off all pricing plans, plus free activation, a $95 value. Visit callruby.com slash fire and enter promo code FIRE, or better yet, give them a call and experience their service yourself. Call 855-775-RUBY. That's 855-775-RUBY. Dave, welcome to the lightning round where you get to share incredible resources and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? I think we can figure something <laughs> out as we go. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Fear of how am I going to pay the rent? How am I going to pay the mortgage, eat food, whatever? And I was working at Hewlett Packard and I just realized one day that I was never really going to get ahead if I had to work for the man. Right. And I can still remember I quit and my parents were just like, OK, so you quit. So you have another job lined up. Right. And I'm <laughs> like, uh, no, I'm just going to make it work. And ironically, I ended up within a few weeks actually being hired back by Hewlett Packard as a consultant. So that actually worked out very nicely. <laughs> That works out very nicely. And I think if we all know that we could have done that back in the day, quit our job just to be hired back as a consultant later, maybe we all would have made the leap a little bit sooner. And Dave, you've gotten a lot of great advice, but what is the best advice you've ever received? Get out of yourself, get out of your head, get out of your body and really think about the other person. Really think about your customer, really think about your community, really think about your children or your friends. And I find most people in our modern civilization seem to be very self-absorbed. And honestly, one of the things that I rather dislike about social media is it's creating more self-absorbed people. I mean, selfie is now a word in the dictionary. Right. Honestly, <laughs> maybe if we had selflessly Ooh. as a word instead or something, then we might have a very different culture. Uh, you might, Dave, have just sparked an entrepreneurial aha moment for one of our listeners who is now starting a new app that's going to be acquired by Facebook, Instagram, like for $1 billion, we'll say. Go for it. 
So Dave, share one of your personal habits that you believe contributes to your success. One of the things I do is I don't work straight through. I really try to break up my day. Um, I'll go out for social lunches with people. I will go to the gym in the middle of the day because I feel like if I just sit and work for four, five, six, seven hours, it becomes gradually less and less productive. And, you know, just like many famous people got their inspirational moments in the shower or while doing yoga or something, mixing it up a little bit rather than just being, you know, a 19 hour a day worker bee can really make you more valuable. Even if you're slightly less productive, the quality of your work will be considerably higher. Have you ever heard of the Pomodoro Method? I'm afraid I have not. So the Pomodoro Method, it just really speaks to what you have done for you know one of your best habits here. It's basically working 25 minutes on and then taking a forced five-minute break. And it just shows that the mind, number one, works much better in sprints like that. But number two, when you know that you have only 25 minutes to get done whatever you're doing, it kind of clicks your brain into a different gear and you get stuff done in that time. So there's a great Pomodoro time counter. Um, I think it's actually called the Pomodoro Tomato Timer. If anybody wants to Google it, I'm sure they can find it. But I've used it to great success when I know that I need to get stuff done. In those little 25-minute sprints with five-minute breaks, you get up, you do some push-ups, some pull-ups, whatever it might be, just kind of get some fresh air. It can really break your workday up in a great way. Do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you can share with our listeners? Um, actually, you know, you asked me about what are my favorite internet resources. <laughs> and I have to say, I love Google. There's nothing I can't find on Google. And I am constantly there. I always have another window open. I'm constantly searching Google for this, that, and the other. And one thing I will highly recommend for everyone here in Fire Nation is spend a little time to learn how to do sophisticated searches in Google where you learn how to, you know, do multiple word quotes and stop words and there's a lot of meta language that goes into a sophisticated search. And the more you know how to do that, the more you can find using just a simple old Google search. So, Dave, do you have one book that you can recommend for our listeners and why? Uh, <laughs> you know, I actually read fiction. I read historical fiction. And yeah, any book. Thrillers, right. And the reason I do that is because, again, I really i am trying to mix things up. So... I'm not going to recommend a specific book, but just go and read something that's outside of your area of expertise or specialization, because I think that a resilient mind is one that can deal with a lot rather than being one that's so specialized and then potentially over-specialized that you lose context. Perfect. And Fire Nation, I know that you love audio, so if you want to find a great fiction book, just go to audible.com because we have got a great deal with them for you. You can get an amazing audio book, either fiction or nonfiction, for free at eofirebook.com. And Dave, this next question's the last of the lightning round, but a little bit of a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? I would go to places like meetup.com and Facebook and find all of the local events that are going on and go to all of them and start to make a network of people. 
And that $500 would probably pay for cups of coffee. (laughs) (laughs) And what I love about this Fire Nation, Dave is all about the connecting, building the relationships and investing his time into making those in this new world. So anybody that's listening can do just that. And Dave, let's end today on fire with you sharing one parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. Okay, so one parting piece of guidance is be really savvy to how many interrupts we have in our day-to-day existence now and tame them. One of the best things I can advise people to do is to turn off all those damn notifications. Yes. And then that 25 minutes is worth an hour. Oh, yeah. Easy. So there's that. And then in terms of getting a hold of me, I'm pretty much omnipresent. (laughs) You can find (laughs) me pretty much anywhere. But I'm always happy to hear from people. You can find me on Twitter as at sign Dave Taylor or find me on what askdavetaylor.com is a good place to go. Or if you're interested in my world of parenting and what it's like to be a single parent with two teenagers, then you can go to gofatherhood.com. GoFatherhood.com, AskDaveTaylor.com, Fire Nation. Everything you want is at your fingertips, and you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with, and you have been hanging out with Dave and JLD today, so keep up the heat, and head over to EOFire.com. Just type Dave in the search bar. His show notes page will pop right up with all of his contact information, recommended resource, etc. and Dave... Thank you, my friend, for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. And for that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you so much for joining me today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head over to eofire.com for links and recaps of every show and so much more. Want more awesomeness? Check out our webinar workshop today at freewebinarworkshop.com and you'll be webinaring like a pro. See you there.